After hours at Il Molino. El Molino? Isn't that was that the name of the, the joint? Yeah. You I don't know, know we're doing that. You though. don't know. I know we're doing that though. No, we're not doing that. It's like, wait. Um what are we doing? Oh, did you see our uh, discovery page on the uh, Instagram? I have a few times. Yeah? Yeah, as I, I I have to tell myself not to hit the search button sometimes because I feel like I don't want to. I think I'm, I'm looking at it too often now. It's looking th- thickums. It's like I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like we follow like an hourglass appreciation page. <laughs> like I don't know why we're into like sands of time as <laughs> we, much because like all we have are these hourglass figures on our timeline. It's like I don't. I'm not into like those kind of clocks, but I don't know why we just have. It's just curves. It's just curves. It is. It's just curves. I waste a lot of time on those curves. Oh, so. it, yeah. It's just curves and curves and an occasional meme. And then somebody posting about, um, you know, basketball recruits. Right. And then, more, and then more curves. And I saw it just change, like, almost over a couple of weeks. Cause I remember it used to be just, like, wrestling stuff. Yeah. And, and then it's like, okay, then this is one. I, I see. Okay, this is one. There's one cakes, and there's two cakes, and then there's nine cakes, and then it's like a baker's cakes. dozen of cakes. Yeah, it's like a baker's dozen. It's like a twelve plus like three. It's just your page is full of cakes. It's like this is it. I don't follow Duncan Hines or Sarah <laughs> Lee or Betty Crocker, but I have all this pastry on my page. And I don't have to do with it. I don't have to do with it. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Okay. Um, how was your day today? My day was... Oh, talk, tell me about your week and then tell me how it culminated into um, the day today. Uh, my week was frustrating because... I think the thing about being unemployed is you have a lot more time to think because you're not working. You just think about shit. Right. And what I thought about was my unemployment, and it angered me because it's like I didn't, I didn't do the hardest degree of my life to do this. It's like I didn't know this was be yeah. the end point. You're just um, sitting on your ass. Yeah, I'm sitting on my ass, and I'm watching a lot of TV. Listening and to other people's bullshit. Yeah, and it's like... I didn't. I could have done less to do this. Yeah. It's like I don't. I, I don't know. It's like I. No, I get it, man. Like if I had known that I was going to be a fitness professional, and I would have to count to fifteen at the most, I would have dropped out of third grade. I wouldn't have done school. You'd have been like a sole ass fifth grader. I would have been. Yeah, no. Well, you actually, but like, you want me to figure you want me, you just be like this, like really old kid that doesn't go to school for some reason, but he's just really buff. Yeah, I would be a super senior. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, who was that? I think they always look. You be the kid outside the outside the um, fence. Yeah. And it's like, why is that fifth grade? Why is that like ten year old so buff? <laughs> Make any sense? They tried to recruit me for all like the little league teams. Yeah, like you play sports. <laughs> you, can you, you just try football. I don't go here. Can you hit? <laughs> I remember there was one kid. Um, 
because we used to have like the basketball courts right outside the school, like yeah. on the outside courts. And it was an apartment complex, like right across from the school. And there was like a little pathway that led up to the to the courts. And there was this one kid that moved in to the apartments and like he was just hooping on the courts one day. And like a bunch of the kids were out and they were like playing with him. And he was just like schooling everybody, you know, dunking on everybody and whatever. And they were like, are you going to, like, did you just move here? Like, are you going to join the basketball team? And he's like, yeah, 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 of course. He was like 25. <laughs> he was like, there was, like, we all kept waiting on him. We're like, yo, where is what? this guy? Like, he's going to take us to the promised land. What a goddamn loser. And it was just, like, he was just dunking on what a fucking high he's, school freshman. And he's 25 years old. So he, had to be, be he had to be, like, in his 20s because there was, like, he wasn't <laughs> high school like, age. Yeah, I'm coming, man. Just, uh, you know. Waiting on my papers, man. Yeah. Waiting on the check to come Maybe through. He's twenty five. Yeah, I got I got some more stuff coming in from my. Uh, it's coming in from out of town, so I'm waiting on that, and then and then I'm coming through. Damn. What a loser. What a fucking. That's some weak ass shit. It is weak. Um, I will never do that. So like, but what's been going on with the uh, the job the job? Home? I had a job. Uh, <laughs> I had a job call me today actually, and they told me that like. Um, and I, I was going for it was for a part time gig because like to me I want a full time gig right but part time is better than no time so I was like let me just get this part time gig and I and um I interviewed like maybe like a week and a half ago maybe yeah for a job and they called me back today and they told me that um we we think you're too qualified <laughs> for a part time gig we think you should do a full time gig okay that's good news. But we don't have a full-time gig. That's bad news. So I'm just like, okay, so even if I were maybe just like not qualified for the job, because I think I, I think people were like, you know, well, you they tell you you're overqualified, which means like you have your credentials there, so you're just overqualified for the spot they have um, available. But even if I were not qualified and if I were overqualified, yeah. The end result is like you can't eat. So I don't know how to take that. Yeah. You don't have a job either way. Yeah, either way, I'm still broke. <laughs> I don't understand like how that helps me at all. <laughs> it's like I guess that I guess I'm supposed to feel better about that, but like my stomach is empty. I don't know how that makes me feel better. Like I'm still hungry. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I'm sure they meant that in the most complimentary way. I'm sure they did. I got I, But I it comes off it also comes off like, okay. You don't have a part-time gig available. Or, I'm sorry, you don't have a full-time gig available. You have a part-time gig available. But why don't you just hire me for the part-time gig that I can do because I can do a full-time gig? Right. Or how about how about I just can eat now? Yeah. And then when the full-time gig opens, I can eat later as well. Yeah. Like I can just continue doing the thing that I'm doing. Which is eating. Which is eating. Yeah. That'd be and, cool. Like you could help me out with yeah. with continuing on the eating and buying the food yeah for the eating that makes that makes the most that sense helps me live that does help you live yeah well that sucks yeah um my day i got uh i got horny in public Did accidentally you? yeah i was in i i was at the gym and i sat down in a massage chair and it was kneading my back, mm-hmm. and then it started rolling down, and started doing my butt, and I got a little horned up, <laughs> and I'm wearing gray sweatpants, mm-hmm. 
so you see the dilemma I was in. Yeah, did you have a book with you? I didn't. I didn't have anything with me. So did you have a fanny pack? No, I've been trying to like cut back on my fanny pack usage. I think that'd have been something like if, I, I understand you cutting back, and it's fine. Yeah, but that would have been a fanny. That would have been a, that would have been a fanny pack moment. Yeah. Um, so here was what I juggled with. I thought either I can get another session and like try to get this under control while running the risk that maybe I get even more horned up due to the the the, the massage itself. Or I just like do that little slip move where I try to get the dong like tight in the inner thigh and lined up with the under. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but you're in gray sweatpants. Like, Can't, yeah, yeah very, it, it's it's tough to do. Room for that. I would have just, if I were you, I would just act like I bought another session and not buy another session, just sit there and wait it out. Yeah. What I did was I took my jacket off and I wore it like it's like a kilt. I, but I wore okay. it, but I wore it in the front. I think which is fucking nuts. No, I think that I think that people probably would known, <laughs> but you weren't actually flashing your dick, so I think it's still okay. Yeah, I was I was going a mile to try to make sure that the print wasn't showing. Yeah, so I think that even people probably knew that. I think that maybe they maybe like one or two people like he probably has an erection. Oh yeah, no, they but, definitely know. But at least you're not being like abrasive with it. Like you're not just kind of like just out. And I've just, never gotten one from a massage before. I've never gotten horned up from a massage. I mean that first time for I everything. guess there's no way to prepare for that. Then, no, right? there isn't. I didn't know. Yeah, I think you. Although I am, I am glad that my T levels are up. Like <laughs> you can't just have low testosterone and get a horny from. <laughs> I wasn't big horny though. It wasn't like I was like a rate like I was like oh, like Mr. Hyde out here. I was just like you know I felt it getting full. I just think that, I was on my way. I think the thing uh, the important thing in the situation is not to you know be aggressive. No, you can't have an aggressive boner like, in public. You can't, yeah, you shouldn't do that. I think that <laughs> I think that you played that the right way. You, you you took whatever you could that you had available and you covered yeah. that part. So and that you're not out here just flashing people and it's like. Random kids and shit like that, because kids, kids just be out of nowhere. Like, and they're not even at your eye level. You can't see them coming. Oh gosh, yeah. So it's like next thing you know, you could be walking outside. Next thing you know, kids just walks up on your right mm-hmm. and just sees, you know, face full of. Yeah, you're you're just at attention. It's like they weren't ready for that. You know what I mean? So I think. Oh damn, Dan! Damn it! I thought I, I thought we were gonna cringe just because you know what I was gonna say. What's that? You know what I was gonna say. I was like, you know who? Oh wait, say what you said. I said you're at attention. No, 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 no. After he said that. And you know that. Uh, no, you said uh, they're not ready for that. Yeah, not ready for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, what I was going to say was, you know who wasn't ready for the hammer to get dropped down on them? <laughs> Them cheating Astros. That was going to be my transition. Oh, okay. So you want to try it again? You can. We're not going to edit this out. We're going to keep this in. So that you people, wanna, so that people wanna, can see how the meat is packed. You want to do it again? I want to do it again. I think we get. I think they get it now. No, I want to do it again. All right. I want to. I want to make it a little clear. All, all right? right. So say what you said, and so then I'm you, gonna hit the thing, and then we do. I do the thing. All right. So you be at attention, and they were ready for that. You know who wasn't ready for the hammer to get dropped down on them? Them cheating Astros, because they cheat, <laughs> and they weren't expecting that the people of America weren't gonna have this cheating nonsense. They weren't. I love it. I personally can't get enough of all this. I love all this Astro slander on my timeline and on my radio and on my podcast because it gives me fuel to troll and shit talk all you Astros fans and you can't say shit about it. It's like your spinach, like your Popeye. Oh my God, my biceps are just pumping right now. They're full of blood, full 
And what's great about it too is that like you can't get away from it. Everybody's talking about it now. And everybody hates the Astros now. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, they do. People talk about giving them beatings and shit. Like they're they're, they're pretty much can get like I don't condone that. I don't condone uh, you know, getting beanballed. Because that shit hurts. Don't I go mean, for that. Because sometimes they slip in and hit in the head, and then you get the whole situation, like Juan Carlos Stanton, or you had the reconstructive surgery. It's just not pretty. I mean, yeah. It's like a... Yeah, it's um, it's weird, man. Ash's friends are kind of wild right now, though. Oh, yeah? Kinda wild. Are you speaking of yourself? What have I... What have I said? I'm just saying, you're a Houston sports fan, I'm so by proxy... Fan. You're an Astros fan. I've also been. You're a fan of them. Cheating Astros. Cheating as Astros. They're no good, rotten, shameful Astros. Well, everyone, got caught with your dick in your hand. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone, like, I think, I just think it's weird that, like, baseball fans are all, like, everyone's on their high horse. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm like, here, I'm saying, like, let me just preface it with this. When have you ever known me let to me be on a high horse? Let me preface it with this. Let me preface it with this. I mean, we got caught. Plain and simple. We get, we're, out, we're out there. We're stealing signs and shit. Using technology to steal signs. The most egregious form of sign stealing. Okay. Well, can we backtrack on that too? Because technology is here. Like that's well, you use what you use to cheat. It's not like it's not like thing. It's not like if no, it's not like if they were using no. technology versus Morse code would make it any better. It's like it's still cheating. It is what it is. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying that one more Christian. I'm saying cheating is cheating. And it is what it is. Like I'm not even going to hear be out here to say like. Are oh, you condoning this behavior? I'm not condoning shit. It I'm, sounds like you're condoning no, because this behavior. Everyone, no, because people want to make it seem like oh, because they use technology, it's worse. I'm thinking I'm it saying, is. It is what it is. No, it's worse. It's worse. Why? Because you can't use you can't you can't do that. Like that's not baseball. I don't hear because no, don't you're hear not you're keeping the integrity of the game, Ed. Because you're betraying. The forefathers of this great pastime Are we talking of about our nation. Our pastime? Yes. I mean, how long did it take Jack Robinson to get there? We're talking about like forefathers and shit. We were talking about integrity and whatnot. Is that was is, I mean, is that what we're talking about? We're talking about like forefathers and integrity? You can't use technology to steal signs, Ed. It breaks the rules. The rules? And dems the rules. The rules? The rule. Look. R U L E. The players, Z. Like the players that have come out and have their grievances with the cheating. All of them. A lot of them. A lot of them. Mike Trout said something. He did. He didn't say, but he didn't say shit. He didn't say nothing. He didn't say nothing. So I'm gonna get like they have legitimate grievances because it's like if you're going, if, if you're coming out and you're just putting in that kind of work, try to get the pennant, and you find that someone gets cheated, you have it right to be as mad as you are. So I'm not even gonna fault anyone for coming out and saying what they said because you're mad. Um, but this integrity stuff, like, what what are we doing, guys? What do you mean? What what sport have y'all been watching? Baseball. You talking about baseball? We talking about baseball. We talking about integrity in baseball? Yeah, we talking about baseball. We talking about baseball. America's pastime. The same sport. The old like. ball and stick. <laughs> the old dirt infield. The old 350 feet wall. The old ball game. These don't sound very folksy. It's not kind of complicated. A little bit. I'm I'm just kind of spitballing here. I'm, yeah, I'll figure. I'll I find mean, one eventually. All right, because we're talking about the integrity of 
Baseball? Baseball. 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 So the same sport that um allowed Star Wars to go on for as long as it did. I was I will go as far as even say encouraging it in a sense, because if you could see when you see Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds all sometimes resemble resemble their bobbleheads, you can say shit about no, it. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do what? Don't do what? Don't do what? Don't compare this to steroids. Don't compare this to the steroid area. Look, no, no, we're, no, we're not. We're not talking about that. We're not, no, no, we're, no, no, no. Don't no. Do see, I've already, I've already established that they cheated. Don't do that. And I've said that they're wrong for cheating. Don't did I not say it. that? Did I not say that? I'm not equating anything. I'm talking about the integrity of the game. That's what we're talking about. That's the thing that everyone's railing the on about. The integrity. That's what we're talking about, right? Of the game I, of like, baseball. All the, the all these pundits are railing off about all these like people. All these fans are just so worried about the integrity of, of baseball. You can't shit on the game. You can't shit on the integrity. of They shit on itself. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, that's 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 aggressive. When your commissioner calls your calls your trophy a piece of metal, and he has to backtrack and say, "Oh, sorry about that," after he was talked to. <laughs> He, to, he, didn't, he didn't even come out and say my bad. Because, like, you would think that when you say that, it's like, oh, yeah, I fucked up with that one. Like, you would know right off top. Well, right? he, he kind of backed himself into a corner because he, yeah, he, he definitely besmirched the good nature of the trophy itself. But he also opened up the doors for any and every team to go ahead and start stealing signs. They've been open. But, I mean, now it's, like, known. I, you listen, the Astros have been warned about this before, but the reason why the hammer's getting dropped on them, the reason why the hammer's getting dropped on them, cheating Astros, is because now it's public information. Yeah. So it's not even like... So you can't just sit back and like just let them do it, but he sat back and kind of just let them do it. Yeah, and he would have... like This has been going on since... There have been reports since like 2016 of people suing signs. And sometimes it's not a it's not a new thing, but there've been reports. But were they using cameras? <sighs> were they using buzzers? Cheating is cheating, bro. Were they using lasers? Cheating is cheating, bro. Like cheating is it's all cheating. Like I don't understand how you, how you equate one more than the other. Because man, you're, you're ruining the integrity of the game. I don't know how many times I have to explain this to you. The thing is, like, so okay, so my thing is like, if a catcher for the A's said that he knew about them cheating stealing signs. Mm-hmm. The Nationals said they were warned about their extra signs before they even played them. Mm-hmm. So how can MLB not know and all the other people, all those people know that they were selling signs? Yeah, they didn't do anything about it at the time they heard about it. Oh, the MLB knew. That's what I'm saying. So we're talking about integrity of what? what the we, game. What are we talking about? Integrity of what? Like that's what I'm saying. Like integrity of what game? Do you believe the the um, the reason that Jose Altuve didn't want his shirt ripped off was because he has a bad tattoo and didn't want anybody to see it? I can't call it. I honestly can't call it. Oh, can't call God, it. dude, come on. That sounds like bullshit. It is, like, my thing is that it doesn't, because to me it doesn't Smell matter. Smell it. Look, like, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put Why it. Why does that I'm gonna, matter? No, I'm, I'm going to put it on a plate. I'm telling you they cheated. I'm going to put it on a plate right in front of you. Here, I'm going like, to I'm gonna put the excuse on this plate, um, and I want you to smell it. Good. Take a, take a smell. Take a smell. Smell. Okay. Smell it. Take a big, big whiff. I took it. Does it smell like bullshit? I don't know. Well, then, you need to get familiar with what bullshit smells like because that is 100% grade A American bullshit. I don't know. I can't call it. Yes, you can. She, call it. Like, call it. Stand on something. I just told you they cheated. Stand on something, you coward. I just told you they cheated. Didn't they, did I not say that? Yeah, but you're not saying that he had a bad tattoo or not. What does it fucking matter? They cheated. Because like, it he is, could have like, been wearing he did a wire. If he did like or did. Like a snitch. If he did or didn't, he already cheated. What does that even matter? Like, like, like we're splitting hairs about shit. We already said they cheated, right? Everyone said like they just get the trophy taken back, right? But here's the thing, though. 
they're not going to take it back because MLB can't do shit right because they never have. Take it so, back. No, I fucking dare them to. Take That's it back. Saying. I dare them to take it back. They're not going to. Take it. Wasn't that the slogan for the Astros? Take it back? I dare them to take it back. Take it back. Houston Astros, even, take it back. It's not even that they won't take it back. I fucking dare them to. They can't do, they can't spell right if you give them four letters. What? They couldn't spell right if you give them four letters to spell right. They don't know how to do the fucking right thing. Right has five letters. Exactly. I'm giving you one letter to get right. Oh. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. I get it. Which letter are you giving them? Pick the, one. They the, can't, they, they won't get it right. The I, right? That would probably be the Either one. one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to take the trophy away. Although I think they should, but they won't. Only because it would make me feel so good. I mean, to be able to say, "Hey, you know that championship you never won." It wouldn't make twenty nine of the teams feel good, but you ain't gonna get it because it's the MLB. I'm holding out hope for for, what for the integrity. No, because we're gonna get the Boston Red Sox. Um, I guess the decision on what happened, what happens with them. Uh, I get, I think tomorrow. Okay. So, I don't know. Maybe. MLB, maybe something happens. No, MLB's going to say, it sucks, but go fuck yourself. They've been saying it to you the entire time they've ever been in an organization. And y'all are going to keep watching the games. They ain't going to do shit about it. So, that's what they're going to tell you. They gave you a stern finger when they said that thing, the piece of metal. I don't know what else you want from them. They're telling you what they are, and they're showing you what they are. Is that a challenge? Are you challenging me to do something about it? Because I will. Do? What do you do with MLB? You go and watch some games, right? No, I bet you will. I bet you I won't. All right. I bet you no. All right. And this is no. This is very well known. No, this is, I know. No, this is public information. I do not watch baseball unless the Yankees are in the playoffs. I think they're going back, right? I mean, the odds are. Odds are, yeah. So but we'll all right. But that's not to say that I'm going to watch any regular season games. I mean, that's easy. I won't do it. But they get the playoffs. You 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 skip playoffs. Not only will I watch the playoffs, not only will I watch the playoffs, but I'll buy a jersey. No, I'm saying that if they if 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 they want me to do shit about the Astros and their pennant, I don't need for I don't I don't need for them to do shit. The shame that has been wreathed upon the Astros and their entire fan base is more than enough to um, it it could cure my cancer if I had it. To me, it's not even a shame they're playing it wrong, and I think we talked about that. They're playing that shit wrong because it's like. They everyone's mad about that apology. I'm just like, because they don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they don't give to, a fuck. They need to lean into being like, yeah, don't give a, a shit. So don't give a shit. Then it's yeah. fine. It's fine. I mean, eventually you guys will learn how to be winners, and you'll learn how to be evil. Um, but you know, it's gonna take some practice. It will. They'll get there. Speaking of taking practice, Aaron Gordon practiced the shit out of those dunks. He had to, and still oh. didn't win a trophy. What did you think about the format of the All-Star game? Did you like it? I mean, it was okay. Like, I mean, it was better than most. Like I said, I don't really follow All-Star games like much because it's just like... I thought it was great. It's exhibition. I had a great time watching it. I had most fun watching that than most regular season games. Because, yeah, because you're watching all the best players in the prime of their careers, most of them, and they're playing hard. Like, they're going at each other, at least for, you know, a few minutes of the game. You know, it started off kind of hot. You know, and then it slowly started to go back to, you know, just regular all-star game stuff. You know, lots of dunks and lobs and three-pointers and no defense. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, bam, zoom, pow. Holy fucking all-star Batman. Like, we started to get players that playing with a little bit of heart and integrity. Even LeBron at the end of the game, like him doing his post-game interview. Like, he was still out of breath. And he was like, damn, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And you could see it. Like, the guys, they were out there, they were having fun. Yeah. 
because they're playing with the best players. It's like, you know, playing pickup basketball with all your friends. I, I, I can see that. I just kind of like uh, – I like watching play basketball more, though, because it's kind of like – I like it more when I see people that have no name play like they need something. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, I like, like I, I want to see Fred Van Fleet go off. Oh, yeah. No, like no, like, no doubt about that. You like there's, there's something to be said about playoff basketball, but yeah. I like watching – yeah, I get that too. OP teams, overpowered teams, just like throwing yeah. haymakers at one another. Right. Um, what did you think about like the uh, the skills competition, three point contest? Did you watch all your stuff? I didn't watch the skills. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch the three point, but I watched the dunk contest. What do you think about Aaron Gordon getting robbed for the I, second year? Look, I feel like we, if you bring someone out at seven foot six and jump over their head, yeah, and do any kind of motion whatsoever, we can all just go home. Just get that man a trophy. It should have never gotten to that point, though, because the man did a windmill dunk, a reverse windmill dunk, and still didn't win. Damn. So, I mean, look, we're talking about a guy that took the Orlando Magic mascot, put that thing on a hoverboard, spun it around in a circle, had the basketball in the mascot's hand, and then timed it just right so that he could scoop the ball up tuck it underneath both of his legs, sit in the air, grab the ball with the other hand, reach on up, and dunk it. Just dunk, dunk, right in the air. It was magnificent. And didn't win. It was magnificent. And lost to a guy that just jumped from the free throw line and did. Did he do, did he do under the legs? I don't know if it was under the legs. I think it was a windmill or something like that. Maybe. It was an impressive dunk. It was. But, I mean, it was when you consider the fact that Zach Levine is like – Six nine, but he's was, tall as fuck. Yeah, but even still, like it was an impressive dunk, but it wasn't what Aaron Gordon did. No, it wasn't. And he's named Aaron. Like, how many heroes are there named Aaron? There's like uh, four of us. Like, give us another guy. Aaron Paul. Yeah, Aaron Paul, Aaron Rodgers, me, and uh, uh, a Aaron from the fucking Key and Peele sketch. Is he, is he a hero? He's my hero. Okay. He was able to. He's probably gotten more shit than I have. As a, as being an Aaron. Yeah, and he's probably yeah. and he's probably not even named Aaron. Yeah. His name's probably like Kevin. Yeah. You know, but everybody knows. Hey, Aaron. He's yeah. Gonna, like, he's at Cheesecake Factory or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> he just got to deal with that shit for the rest of his I life. Want, I just want the dark bread. Why don't we get on this shit? Imagine that you get called out your name, and it's not even your name. There's a. There's no real way to transition. So, if you're smiling right now, stop. Dateline! Boy Scouts seek bankruptcy to sur- survive a delo- Ugh, Fuck! Okay. I know, I know what the word is. I just got tongue-tied. Boy Scouts seek bankruptcy to survive a deluge of sex abuse claims. The nonprofit group, which counts more than 2 million youth participants, follows Catholic diocese... Oh, Jesus! Diocese! 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 Catholic diocese. Diocese. <laughs> what is it? Diocese. <laughs> Shut up. Follows Catholic diocese and USA Gymnastics in seeking bankruptcy protection amid sex abuse cases. Now watch me read this without a hitch. Okay. Hoping to contain a deluge of sexual abuse lawsuits, the Boy Scouts of America took shelter in bankruptcy court on Tuesday, filing for Chapter 11 protection that will let the group keep operating while it grapples with questions about the future of the century-old scouting movement. 
The bankruptcy filing was made by the national organization and does not involve the local councils that run day-to-day -day programs. Even so, the case sets up what may be one of the most complex financial restructurings in American history. Thousands of people have already come forward with allegations that they were abused as scouts, and many more are expected to do so. Um, were you a Boy Scout? Das, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was built up. No, I was not a Boy Scout. Uh, Did you know anyone who was a Boy Scout? I know a lot of people that are Boy Scouts. I actually wanted to be one, but I never got to be one because like, my mom was just like, you're not doing that shit. Like, Did you ever hear about any of stuff like this going on? When I was a kid, no. I heard about it as an adult, but like when I was a child, I never heard anything about anything yeah. going on with like the Boy Scouts. Uh, the Boy Scouts held talks in recent months with some victims' lawyers aimed at finding a way to settle all the claims, but no agreement was reached. Under bankruptcy protection, the Boy Scouts could ask a judge to approve a compensation plan. The national organization said in its filing that it had assets exceeding $1 billion and liabilities in the $500 million to $1 billion range. A major issue in the case is, is expected to be whether the assets of local Boy Scout councils, which own most of Boy Scout camps and facilities, should also be tapped for the compensation fund. Um, so basically what that means is the Boy Scouts are holding all of their money, which is about a billion dollars, and saying, right. like, we may have to pay this out. Yeah, it's like, it's a press conference, like, look, guys, it's not like we're doing bad. We have, we have a lot of money, <laughs> but we also have a lot of rape. Yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> like, eh. Yeah. That's fucking insane yeah. that you have to hold off that much money because you may have to pay. Yeah, we got to pay off all these raping. Pay man. out one billion with a B. With worth of rape. That's fucking, that's $999 million plus one more million dollar. For rapes. It's <sighs> not raping. Tim Kosnoff, a lawyer for the for an abused and scouting group that now has close to two thousand clients, said that while he's open to hearing the organization how the organization intends to reform itself, he finds it, quote, difficult to impossible to envision the Boy Scouts finding a way to continue to operate even with restructured finances. Yeah, I don't know how you come back from that. Yeah, I don't think Boy Scout cookies is the answer. Like, it's just they don't sell cookies. Yeah, I know. I'm saying. Do you know what they sell? I don't know. I think they Popcorn. Yeah, it's popcorn. I was going to say booklets. No, it's popcorn. It's like flavored popcorn. It's like shitty. Oh, is that even good? No, it's like caramel popcorn with like Chocolate drizzle, and then they have like the butter popcorn, and like it's not like it's it's thinking? nowhere near wait, the fucking level no, wait, of the Girl Scout cookies. So yeah, so you have Girl Scouts that make these amazing cookies everyone waits for. Well, hang on a second. I wouldn't call them amazing. Look, they have a no. Look, it's kind of like if you got a no. Here's no, the continue thing. what you're saying, and then I'll say what I say. All right, I would say that um, Girl Scout cookies are like the it's, it's like pop top forty. It's like they're not great, but they get like it's, it's the mass appeal of it. That you're just you're, you're moving units. If you got a Girl Scout, if you went to a restaurant, any restaurant, yeah, and ordered cookies, and they gave you fucking thin mints, you would burn the restaurant. You'd be down. mad. I you would turn the fucking table right. over. And I get that. It's but it's like yeah, it's the same thing. But it's like if you don't ever fucking bring a box of cookies to me. That says Girl Scout cookies on it and tell me that you love me. No, fuck you. Go back. At least get me some Pepperidge Farm shits. What the fuck? Don't 
don't bring no fucking box of cookies in this house. Now, I'll buy them because I want to support the organization, exactly. but I'm not going to eat them. It's the mass appeal of it. So I'm saying, like, you have that. You're facing that. You, you come up like popcorn? Yeah, popcorn. Yeah, sure. Throw the, throw the whole thing away. But think about how long this place has oh, been. Yeah. This thing, this shit has been around. Yeah. Like, how many treats were there back in the day? Like, well, you've been around this long. All you have is popcorn and rape. Get out of here. Throw the whole thing away. Well, they got, they got, they got those the merit badges too. Don't forget about those. Okay, popcorn badges and rape. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, just throw it away. The Boy Scouts said in April 2019 that every account of suspended abuse in the group's files had been reported to law enforcement and that it had never knowingly allowed people who harm children to work with them. The group later acknowledged that decades before, some volunteers who were credibly accused of abuse had, in fact, been allowed to return. So, like where, where, where have we heard this before? The Catholic Church. There you go. Yeah. Bingo. But it's kind of like you said, because like, it's like that statement was um, so contradictory because it's like, we don't allow people that we know to do this to work here. However, when they catch them, Doing it while they work here, we let them come back here. Mm-hmm. So what? What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, last year, the abused and scouting group began advertising around the country for people who were abused as scouts to come forward and found nearly 2,000 people with complaints, including one in every state. Jesus. The clients range from age, in age from 8 to 93. 8 to 93. Yeah. Some 93-year-old man was out there living with this and... Probably never told anybody. Damn. Until, until this. Okay, eight ninety three. Like, I'm... yeah. Mister Kosnov said hundreds of the claimants do not appear in the Boy Scouts' internal files. Um, so, with the group now seeking bankruptcy protection, he said, "quote If you ever consider coming forward, now is the time." Over the years, the Boy Scouts held a singular position in the shaping of American boyhood, with scout laws that demand loyalty, obedience, and reverence. Former scouts who rose to prominence include Presidents John F. Kennedy and Gerald Ford, astronaut Neil Armstrong, civil rights icon Ernest Green, and the film director Steven Spielberg. Oh, boy. So this is going to be a long, drawn-out, painful process for a lot of people. But hopefully this leads to closure and healing. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know if you can even, even exist after that. No. I think that name's too tainted at this point. Yeah, you would have to call it something else. You would have to. I don't even think you can do that. Because it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of like um, when I was in school and um, the county hospital would come to our school and say that we're going to rebrand because Harris County Health Division has like a bad rap for just being a shitty hospital. So I'm just like, so they said, we're going to change our name to Harris Health, which is called now Harris Health. And I remember I raised my hand and I was like, if you have the name Harris County, you can change to Harris Health, but you do the same thing as Harris County, won't Harris Health be the new shitty name? Yep. And they were just like, well. If you got the same guts. Yeah. And because now, I mean, and, and now and now it's just like Harris Health is a new shitty, it's not a new Harris County because it's still shitty. Yep. I don't, I'm like, I think I did that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Camp Nobi Bosco, which is about 30 minutes from where I grew up, is uh, is where they shot. It's a Boy Scout camp, and it's where they shot the original Friday the 13th. And I am uh, legally required as a New Jersey native to mention that anytime the Boy Scouts are brought up in conversation. Even when it's rape. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't make the rules. I just I signed a paper when I left, and they said like you got to talk about uh, Camp Nobibosco, and you got to you know advocate for bagels. Did, and, did they say especially when it's right? Uh, they didn't. They didn't specify especially when it's right. They okay. just said you just got to like Boy Scouts. You just got to like it's you know Pavlovian response. You got to do it. Trying to clarify. Yeah. What are the priorities were? Do me a favor, everybody out there. You can do it as well. Google H.P. Lovecraft's cat and look at what his name was. I'll give you a second to uh, to do that. Except if you're driving, don't do it if you're driving. Yeah, or, don't do it or, if you're driving. Or if you have like, you could like pause this and like oh, Alexa. Oh, oh yeah, I was gonna say H.P. Lovecraft cat. <laughs> like you could do that. See if your Google, see if your uh, if your phone will do that. See if uh, you could talk into it. See if it'll it'll. Oh gosh. See if it'll ask it. Ask it. What is the name of H.P. Lovecraft's cat? According to Wikipedia, the name of the cat, Nigger Man, has often been cited in discussions of Lovecraft's racial attitudes. Yeah, you heard that right. H.P. Lovecraft had a cat named Nigger Man. And so when I found that out, I couldn't just leave well enough alone. I had to dig a little bit deeper as to why this motherfucker had a cat named Nigger Man and just what the fuck was going on. Because inadvertently, I think we all in some way have experienced something that is either inspired or derivative of Lovecraft's stories, right? Probably. If you played any video game, any sort of horror movie, science fiction, like it's all like it's all got a little bit in him of him in it, right? And so I did a little Googling, and I stumbled upon this write-up um, saying, we can't ignore H.P. Lovecraft's white supremacy, okay? Um, this is from lithub.com. And I'm just going to read just, you know, a couple of blurbs. So follow along at home if you want to. Howard Phillips Lovecraft, the mastermind of cosmic horror, brought madness and existential dread to new heights. He ruptured the imagination in tandem with history itself becoming unimaginable in the early 20th century. His mythology seep into the works of Ridley Scott, Stephen King, Guillermo del Toro, Joss Whedon, and countless others. And his stories are rigorously dissected in academic schools ranging from speculative realism and object-oriented philosophy to post-humanism and human-animal studies. Video games are indebted to his cosmic universe and the grotesque monsters that within it abound. And cruder yet ingenious Lovecraftian appearances have been resurrected in popular culture ranging from South Park and heavy metal to pornography and sex stories. But he is also a man whose <laughs> racism and bigotry induced him in a poetic trance as Michael, oh boy, I can't even pronounce it. I'm not even going to attempt that name. Um, poetic trance a poetic trance like he would just go like into a trance of just I think he would just be like and he'd just <laughs> pass out uh, so long as modern stories of white genocide super predators and the alleged master race find fertile ground on American soil the contemporary relevance of Lovecraft will extend beyond what some fans care to admit his bigotry and race-inflected narratives can't be wished away, cherry-picked, or swept under the rug in favor for his more widely known literary techniques and accomplishments, especially as hell-bent right-wing insurgents proudly claim, proudly claim him as a true elaborator of reactionary horrors. Uh, 
His stories and politics are still breathing, even the most defiled and rotten among them. Are you, is your mind blown yet? Are you, are you still with me out there? <laughs> Making no efforts to conceal his bigoted theories, Lovecraft took pen and publication with the most grotesque appraisals of those he deemed inferior. His letters overflow with anti-Semitic conspiracy theories of an underground Jew Jewry pitting the economic, social, and literally liter, literary, literary worlds of New York City against the quote Aryan race. Uh, he wanted. He warned of the Jew who the Jews. <laughs> I should I should say this with quotes. He warned of the quote the Jew who must be muzzled because he insidiously degrades and orientalizes the robust Aryan civilization, end quote. His sympathies with rising fascism were equally transparent. Quote, Hitler's vision is romantic and immature, he started off after Hitler became chancellor of Germany. But, quote, I know he's a clown, but God, I like the boy, end quote. (laughs) He likes Hitler. And his contempts for blacks ran even deeper. Here's where we get into the part that relates to us. <laughs> okay. uh, in his 1912 poem entitled On the Creation of Niggers, <laughs> the gods, having just designed man and beast, created blacks in semi-human oh, form God. to populate the space in between. So we are the missing link between oh, God. Okay. men and animals. All right. uh, regarding the domestic terrorism of white minorities in a predominantly black Alabama and Mississippi, he excused them for, quote, resorting to extra legal measures such as lynching and intimidation because the legal machinery does not sufficiently protect them. He, lament, he lam, lament, lamented... I, I knew the word. It just, it fucking, it's, it it's changes, scaling. it changes in there. It says lamination right there. I don't know why. So Jews. <laughs> he lamented the sul- these sullen tensions as unfortunate, but nevertheless says that, quote, anything is better than the mong, oh boy, mongrelization, which would mean the hopeless deterioration of a great nation. Boy. <sighs> Man. Like, okay. I guess this kind of just shows you how someone who can be still brilliant in one way can still be dumb as fuck in other ways. And and that all of his work was just kind of like like highly held in it, it was held in such high regard. Yeah. Despite all of this shit. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the but you can go through you can go through time and pick up people like that. Like, well, no, yeah, I know. But like, how did this escape me? Like this eluded me for 35 years. Like, how did not, how did, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel as if everybody gets exposed in this day and age. And yet still, I had to, like, come across, I had to stumble across this. I think it's one of those things where, I think the further you go back, that's why I get so mad about the now. Because I think the further you go back, it was just kind of the norm. It was one of those things that, People were just taught, so it's like I don't know how it's hard. For, it's hard for me to hold people um, that lived in older times as accountable. Even though I do hold them, some I, I hold you accountable to the fact that you probably don't value human life as much. Yeah, but it's just hard to um, hold you that accountable as people today because 
back then it's like the eugenics was people thinking that people really thought was science and you know like these things were kind of just taught yeah phrenology and all that shit right like people just thought these were actual things that people that were just sciences and so um i'm not giving i'm not giving him a i'm not giving him a pass for the shit by any means i think that uh i think i think that there are still people that are that could know better that chose not to i think the hp lovecraft is smart enough to put him in the thing that he just chose not to know better like he just chose to believe this way so i don't i'm not giving him a pass but i'm saying like it's harder for me to like fault everyone that was raised in those times because it's just like it was just such a popular thing to think that it was so popular to be racist. Yeah, like it was like that it was, was a cool thing, thing, to, thing do. to do. It really was. It's like hey, it's like you'd be walking down the street and you just see some random dude. He's like standing on the corner. He's got one foot on the wall. He's flicking a coin in the air, and he just looks at you. He's like, "Hey, man, how you feel about the Jews?" And you have to just be like, "Uh, uh, fuck them." And he'd be like, take a drag off his cigarette. <laughs> right on, man. And yeah, he'd just continue about his day. Right. It was like a thing to hate everyone that wasn't white or whatever, and it was just. A weird time and i'm and i don't i don't know it's just it's weird that people are like lash onto those things so hard when they like that's why it's hard for me to do it deal with it now because it's like you know that this doesn't make sense you have so much information out there that you know this doesn't make sense yeah and you just choose to believe these at least then there was no internet there was no google back then yeah they couldn't just like type in shit and just find out information like you, there weren't, there wasn't even like that much of a wide press. Yeah, back then for them, you like to know what was going on. So it's what's interesting. What's going to be interesting to me is like if because this is starting to like bubble on Twitter uh-huh. a little bit. It's going to be interesting to me. Like if it does start to catch on, like will there be a um, a drop in the amount of Lovecraft work that gets? I doubt it. Translated into television and movies. I doubt it because um, it's maybe. like eight, Walt Disney's was known anti semite. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, but it's Disney. As I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying Lovecraft is Lovecraft is kind of in everything too. And it's just like if you no, if but I'm saying like there's a there's a fucking like mega monopoly behind Disney, right? But I'm saying like Lovecraft is kind of just like its own thing. This is but this is also in sort of intellectual property is infused in so many other things that to reject him, to reject all that too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, just, I, I just think it's doubtful. Yeah. Um, did you see Harriet, the movie? I did not. Did you see Harriet the Spy, the movie? Did I? With, uh, what's her face? Um, fucking from uh, all that. Michelle, Trachtenberg. Michelle, Michelle Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg. Yeah. Remember that? I don't know if I saw that movie. I think I saw the show. Uh, I did not see Harriet the Spy or Harriet. I did not. Yeah. But uh, there's been some there's been some backlash to um, you're gonna have to help me with her name, Cynthia Arivo. Arivo. Okay, it's a hard I. Arivo. It could be. I could be getting that getting on too. I don't know. I like that. <laughs> Dateline. Backlash emerges behind Cynthia Arivo's role in Harriet. Um. Okay, just real quick. I just got to say, Yahoo, like, what's up with your fucking formatting on your website, dude? Oh, I mean, this has been great for a very like, long time. Like, I can't even, like, I'm not, I can't even read the fucking thing. I think it's a video. I don't want to, oh, do you want to play the video? I mean, you can. <sighs> it's, a, it's, it's, it's an ABC thing, and it's kind of long. It's like 11 minutes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll play the first, uh, we'll play the first three. 
state that is raising eyebrows and according to some stirring divisions and anger within the black community. The question, do black immigrants have the same experiences as black Americans who are the descendants of slaves? The debate reignited after Cynthia Erivo was named to play Harriet Tubman, a role that she later received an Oscar nomination for. The controversial group leading the charge, Eidos, or the American Descendants of Slaves. Our Steve Osinsami met with its founder. Here are the nominees for When the names of the nominees for Best Actress were read last night at the Academy Awards, Cynthia Erivo was one of them. Cynthia Erivo, Harriet. Stand up, take my people with me. She is only the 11th black actress ever nominated for an Oscar in a leading role, and had she won, would have become only the second black woman to win the award after Halle Berry in 2001. But in the community, whose story she helped tell in this important film, there is a small and unfortunate cloud that has rained on her performance this entire awards season. And it's a question of her blackness. Harriet Tubman. The title role of Harriet Tubman, a challenge for any actress, and Arrivo rose to the occasion, paying tribute to the black abolitionists who freed hundreds of slaves and remains one of the most important figures in black American history. God was watching, but my feet was my own, running, bleeding, climbing, nearly drowned, nothing to eat for days and days, man, I made it. But when All right, okay, so basically what uh, African descendants of slaves, or American African descendants of slaves, what what is the Ada stand for? Is it African or American? American. It's, uh, I think it's, it's, I think it's, uh, it's African descendants of slaves. Or e either way, they're mad because uh, Cynthia Erivo is British. By way of Nigeria. By way of Nigeria, didn't isn't a true African American, and she got to play uh, an African slave in uh, make believe. Right. She got to she got to pretend that she's. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think the uh, the issue with her playing it was that uh, their issue was that she didn't their 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 sense of of slave can draw more from the experience of someone who was a slave. Okay, yeah, I completely understand that. I do too. I one hundred percent understand that. But the experience that is portrayed in the movie isn't entirely on Cynthia Erivo's shoulders. That comes with the writing and it comes with the direction and the cinematography and the score and a lot of other elements that I'm not 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure everybody involved in that picture wasn't entirely African-American. Right. So with that being said, I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing that you have someone coming in. I don't want to call her an outsider, but someone coming in with a fresh set of eyes or a fresh set of experiences to play this role because maybe they can lend it to, they can lend themselves into the role in a way that is, um, it doesn't, you don't want to feel sad for Harriet Tubman. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when you get somebody that comes in that doesn't have the same kind of like history with America as she did, you maybe will feel a little bit that that character is stronger than someone who's coming in knowing that there needs to be some sympathy played. Does that make sense? It does. Um, at, the, at the same time, I don't think that I don't think that uh, Ados's argument is without merit. Um, I think that uh, as as a um, as as an, as like an, an immigrant, 
a child of an immigrant, like mm -hmm. as a, my mom wasn't born here. I can say that the experience of our of my ancestors and the say your ancestors probably aren't the same. Right. You know, so I think there's something to be said about that part. Yeah. Um, for instance, I, I think that, uh, I think for one thing is like when my mom came over here, it was like, uh, there wasn't, there was no telling her what she couldn't be. Like she came over here to, like she, she, she was, she was raised thinking that she could be whatever she wanted to be. Cause it was, there was no ceiling for us when we came over here. Right. And while the descendants of, of slaves could probably deal with like a lot of systemic oppression. I probably made people, a lot of people believe that they couldn't be this or couldn't be that. Right. And I'm not saying that that's a blanket statement. I'm just saying that I know cases where people were thought like, you couldn't be doctors, you couldn't be this, you couldn't be that because of where you were in society. Right. So I think that that definitely plays a role into our placement because of that. I think that like, um, they say that like, I think there's the same thing the, a statistic came out to about how, how successful Nigerians are because I guess Trump is trying to like, keep Nigerians out. So you see all these statistics that come out now about how successful we are. Right. But I think at the same time, that is also true. But I have to remember that the descendants of slaves made those doors open for us to walk through. Mm -hmm. So it's like we didn't just come over here and do that ourselves. Right. So I think you have to definitely like, pay homage to that part of it. Because, I mean, even though Nigerians are very successful here, if we were still, if there were still like segregation that the sense of had to fight through, then we wouldn't have those doors to walk through. Big facts. So it's and you know what else you wouldn't have? You wouldn't have um, a debit card with Harriet Tubman throwing up the Wakanda symbol. I wish we didn't have that. <laughs> uh, period. Did you see that shit? I did. What? She was throwing up the set. She was throwing it up. She she they had the portrait of Harriet Tubman, and then they uh, photoshopped in like some poorly painted hands. hands and arms, and she was saying Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever, because that that was where she was taken from. I don't know if you knew this, but going back into Harriet Tubman, sure Tubman, Tubman history, sure history. BX all day. No, she wasn't in the BX. She was in the the WK, and I guess she was the only Wakandan to ever get taken from Wakanda as a slave to America, and for some reason. Uh, the Black Panther never decided to come over and try to rescue her because she was going to leak all that information. So she became the first ever Wakandan slave uh, abolitionist, and she she led all the slaves on the Freedom Railroad. And then every time she came out, she was like, Wakanda forever! And people were like, what are you talking about? What are you doing with your Why Why are yeah. you crossing your hands like that? That's like well documented. Arms. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I, as as a Wakandan historian myself, uh, I, I felt the need to to tell you that. So, are you going to get a debit card? I don't have any money. <laughs> if you have money, would you get it? No. If, did you ever see the episode of uh, the Boondocks where they acted like if Martin Luther King wasn't dead, he was actually in a coma? <laughs> yeah. It reminded me that where he see like he saw his face on like McDonald's. He was like, I should have more say so on these kind of things. <laughs> it reminded me of that when I saw her do that. I was like, if she was, she probably say the same shit. Oh yeah, no, she was like, yo, this. She's like, what is this? This doesn't feel right. No, this isn't right at all. I didn't get a rose here at all for this. That's bad. And if you get one of those, you, you should feel bad. You should. I mean, there are worse things you could do. If you get one, just send me the picture of it. Not with your, you could pull your numbers out. Or whatever. If you get one, you should only spend it at um, like Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom. Yeah, no, the highest in Saks yeah, Fifth. Yeah, Barney's. Neiman Marcus. All that shit. Tiffany's. Yeah. 
Don't don't go into no broke boy shit nah. and use a Harriet Tubman debit card. Don't do it. Like you got to be spending racks if you're gonna use that. Racks on racks. Treat that like the new black card for it's real. It's a new black. It's, that's the black card. Woo! We might just did something. I mean, we might have just did something. That's the black card. Um, continuing on with our race relations. This is. <laughs> This is, a, <laughs> this is a heavy race episode. This is race man. Hey man, it, we're about it's Black History Month. A horrible Black Heart Tubman card. It's Black History Month. We have not H. talked Lovecraft's cat race relations at all. Oh um, man, here we go. You ready? You we're ready? Making shots. You ready to talk about it? You ready? You ready? Here we go. Dateline: New Jersey raises terror threat level for white supremacist extremists to high. <laughs> Here's something that I think people need to realize about New Jersey. New Jersey is wacky it is a wacky state i would take that y off but it's fine a, a whack state <laughs> oh okay i was like wait hold on a second. um you have like certain counties including the county that i grew up in you would think that they are very confederate like you'll you'll like you drive through certain towns in certain counties and you will see stars okay. and bars flying like a melanin yeah. A lot of sunburns. A lot of sunburns and a lot of people going to um, country western concerts, unironically. Mm. Um, but New Jersey Homeland Security officials have increased the threat level for white supremacist extremists to its highest level possible, according to a new report. The New Jersey Office of Homeland Security and Preparedness has boosted the threat level from white, for, from white supremacy groups from moderate, where it was listed in 2019, to high for 2020. Keep in mind, it's only been 2020 for two months. The only other group to receive the, du the dubious distinction are homegrown violent extremists. Mm. The decision to put white supremacists at the highest possible level comes after a number of threats and attacks in 2019, including the El Paso attack that left 22 people dead and two dozen more injured. In, a New, in New Jersey, a man allegedly conspired with members of a neo-Nazi network to vandalize synagogues in the Midwest. He is, also, he is allegedly once sat with a machete in the parking lot of a New Jersey mall and considered an attack on black shoppers. Yeesh. Um, yeah, this, this goes on, but, uh, what people really want to know is, uh, how does it, how do black extremists stand out? Well, the threat level for black separatists increased due in large part to the December 29, 2019 attacks in Jersey city, where a man and a woman opened fire in a Jewish market and killed four people in their violent rampage before law enforcement was able to take them out. David Anderson and Francine Graham engaged in an hours-long shootout with police after the pair both expressed anti-Semitic and anti-police views on social media, while Anderson also showed support for the black Hebrew-Israelite ideology. In New Jersey, the Black Panther Party and the Israelite Church of God in Jesus Christ are the most active black extremist groups, according to the report. However, the report also said groups operating in the states are, quote, unlikely to plot or conduct attacks even as they spew their hateful rhetoric as the new Black Panther Party hasn't organized a rally in the state since 2011. So there you go. People on both sides. Oh, I'm sorry, what? No, that's, that, no, that's how it works. That's how it works. You got, it's, it's people on both sides now. No, I'm sorry, what? I don't. That <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, see, not see it doesn't matter if they, they haven't organized a rally in, since 2011. They're still, they're still a threat, Ed. They're still threatening. Okay. Why are we doing this? 
Why? 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 People, people on both sides. Why? <laughs> why? Um, why? Does this bo- does this bother you at all? This what bothered me. Like the fact that white supremacy is starting to become a little bit more of a thing. I mean, it bothered me like four years ago. It still bothers me now, but I mean, I've been this is a I've been here for a while now. It's strong now. I mean, it's like I never I I've, I've never heard about this particular group of people becoming such a problem in Jersey. I mean, it's been strong though. That's the thing. It's Right. And like you would think that like I think maybe because I was so aloof to it mm-hmm. as a kid growing up, like I didn't see it because I was either ignorant to it or I just tried to ignore it or my parents shielded me from it. But like the fact that, you know, the internet and cameras and all that shit exists now, it's like I see it more and more and I think back onto like the kids that I grew up with. It could very easily have been one of them that has gotten you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of this thing where I think people are in this misconception that it's um, it's more rampant now. But people are also realize that social media has made the world smaller. Mm-hmm. You can see a lot more than you could see before. I don't think anything is is more rampant as much as that. It's more visible, right? With the advent of social media, so you can see these things more apparent. I think it was always there. I don't think that uh, it just kind of. I don't think we are. I think that people are more vocal about it now, perhaps, but they were always there. Yep. You know, I don't think I don't think that um, I think it's weird to people for people to think that uh, you know one person or one force or one movement in um and in politics can like just arise people or just transform people to be this way. I think they've always been there. I think they're I think they may be emboldened, but these thoughts are always there. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that people shouldn't dilute themselves by thinking that oh it's because this person's here I was like no this is how it's always been because if it wasn't then the atrocity that you've heard mm-hmm. throughout like history could be possible if these thoughts weren't there already rest in peace to pop smoke um that fucking really kind of shook me up it did because just the order of events into which it kind of played out, apparently. Him, you know, posting on social media accidentally where he lived and then having people coming over. And then it the police saying that this was a targeted hit, like this wasn't yeah. random, like yeah. they were seeking him out. The fact that his album just came out, like he hadn't even really gotten a chance to really taste what this new life was going to be. And you know him not even, him not being able to you know create the opportunities that he might have created or open the doors, you know all that kind of goes away, you yeah. know, and if there's anything that I know about guys from New York, rappers from New York is that they will always go back and try to bring people with them or give opportunities or give somebody a look from like the same neighborhood or maybe just like friends, you know what I mean? And like 50 was really high on this guy. And that goes to show you because 50 doesn't have to promote anybody. He doesn't have to do any of that shit, but he was really high on this guy. And it's ironic because when I would listen to Pop Smoke, I kind of got vibes of like old G-Unit. Really? Yeah, just from like the way he sounded, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like he, he was one of the ones that like he gave respect to the old school, like you know what I'm saying? Like he was one that he he was respectful for where he came from and like the people that came from from before him. So it's really terrible to lose this guy. 
Yeah. You know? So rest in peace to him. It's weird um, when people get murdered in this fashion. Um, I don't think that people think about the ramifications that had. Because like, if they were to catch this person yeah, and he were to face his time in jail, he'd probably say something like, I'm sorry for what I did or whatever. And I think people don't really understand like when they kill someone, like you don't hurt that person. It just hurts the people around him. Right. Because like at one point, like, they're at peace. Like they're dead. Right. Like, what are they feeling? You know what I mean? I don't know what they're feeling. I can't, I can't, I can't tell from, from where I'm at now, but you could assume that they're not feeling much because they're dead. But right. I think the thing is that everyone else feels it. Yeah. Also want to say rest in peace to Janet Dubois. I was going to say that too, man. Well, uh, Yeah. Um, in a much different fashion, she got to live a very long life. Yeah. Much celebrated. She was an icon, though. She was she was a character that was ahead of her time. Very much so. She was a like single mother on Good Times, a very independent woman. And the thing about the time that that um, show was shot, she was ahead of her time, and so as far as a TV character. And shouldn't go without mentioning, smoking hot. Yeah, like just stunning. Like I'm looking at pictures of her right now from when she was on the show, and like, yeah, yeah. No, Even she, after the show, like there's she a looks, couple photos. I mean, of she her. looks great. Like at seventy, like seventy four. Oh so yeah, for she, sure. She looked very seventy four. Like she was a beautiful woman. I didn't know she she sang the theme song to the Jefferson. So like that was news to me. Oh wow! Did you know that? I didn't know. She that wrote either. and sang it. Wow! I didn't know that. Moving on up. That was her. Yep. Wow. So a real, a real talent. Real talent. Man. Rest in peace to her. Um, another loss, but in a much better place. Yeah. Do you have an education for this week? I don't have an education, man. Um, Lay it on me, brother. Stop making gods of men. And I mean that by saying that um, a lot of a lot of people just yeah put too much stock in politicians and celebrities. But and even with like with the election, especially everyone's like just waiting for a savior from like Bernie Sanders ain't gonna save you. What, wait a second, though. Before you go any further than that, All right. what if we are waiting on a savior, and what if it's me? What if it's you? Yeah, what if it's me? You got some work. And what if I just don't know it yet? You, you got know? some work. Like, you, what if I'm the guy? Oh, if you don't if you don't know you're the guy at yeah. this point with all the shit going on, then you're not the guy. No, oh, maybe you're right. Flat out. All Sorry right. to break that to you. All right, maybe. maybe. All right, fine. There's a lot of people out here struggling. Right. And if you don't know it by now, you ain't it. All right, all right. continue on. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people that have their have like a lot of um, hope in things that I'm not saying you shouldn't have hope, but like just don't put in in thing in other people that are as flawed as you may be. And when I say that, I mean that no one can save you; only you can save you. Just start depending more on yourself. Stop worrying about people looking for saviors. Nobody can save me now. Holding up alive. Keep talking. I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you a bed. Jesus I was done. No, keep going. This would be all you. This would be a solo. Inside. It's gonna be a mixtape. I don't wanna let you down. Your demo. Only I can save me. Been searching somewhere out there. All right, I'm done. Well. Then. Oh shit! I faded down the wrong slider. Should have faded down that one, not me. Look at that, right? Hey, thanks for everybody for listening. Um, if you were felt a little uncomfortable by all of our race talk, good. 
It should have made you uncomfortable. Yeah, it should have Go reevaluate yourself. Go reexamine how you live your life. It's okay to be wrong about shit. Just it's okay to be wrong. And it's okay to be set right by us. Yeah, it's cool. Okay? No worries. And if I'm wrong, let me know. You're not yeah. wrong. You're not wrong. If you were wrong, I would have let you know. But you're not wrong. And I'm not wrong either. I'm up for criticism. You're not, though. <laughs> Don't ever say that. Don't ever open up your doors for that. Because there's going to be tons of criticism. When this show blows up, that's all we're going to get is criticism. That's fine. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening. Go check out our uh, Instagram at State Your Take and our Twitter at State Your Take, and check out our playlist on Spotify, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron, and check out our merch. And go and go to our Lovers and Friends um, Music Festival. What? You hear about that? It's probably hella fake. It's a Lovers and Friends Music Festival. It's like May 9th. Oh wait, I did hear about that. Yeah. They were taking like pre-orders and I, shit. I was gonna say, wait, wait, wait. I was gonna do it. <laughs> I did yeah, see that. Midnight is going to be lit. Oh, yeah. Uh, location and time, uh, TBD. Brought to you by State Your Take. Brought to you by State Your Take Productions. <laughs> uh, check out our store. It's uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash State Your Take. Or you can just check out the link on our Instagram page. And we're going to be doing some new designs. I think that's going to be the key to yeah, setting think, this thing off I on fire. I, I think one redesign we have to probably do. Yeah. Just... Uh, and if you have any ideas on, on shirts that you want to see or merch that you want to see, uh, keep them to yourself because this is our store and we're going to do what the fuck we want to do. Yeah. So if you want to do merch, get your own store. They're free. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you can donate to the show if you want to. Um, we haven't talked about that in a while, but yeah, if you want to, you can donate some monies to us to help keep this train rolling. You can check the link in the show notes. And uh, leave us a review on Apple. We love reviews, and they help us with getting good placement on the page, I think. At least that's what the internet says. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. Or we could start GoFundMe. We could start a GoFundMe. Like we could start a Kickstarter. Every other scammer in the world. We could do that. Um, I'm on OnlyFans, so that's going to be my um, social media platform of choice from here on out. I'm getting off the book. I'm on OnlyFans and TikTok only from here on out. That's Dang. the only things I'm going to be on. So if you see me on anything else, it's not me. It's yeah. a fake account. Please report it. Well, are we going to find? A, are we trying to find a cure for TikTok? Like, is that? Uh, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it. I'm gonna ride this out until. I'm gonna ride this out until I die, basically. So, so that's gonna be my thing. TikTok and the challenges may be really soon. Yeah. Whoa, shit! We ran out of fucking bed. So we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Bye, everybody. Gator Productions.